Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. On January 12, 2010, the residents of Port-au-Prince in the Republic of Haiti in the Caribbean were shaken by a seven-magnitude earthquake. Countless thousands of people, homes, businesses wiped out. Infrastructure, landmarks, landline phones cut and still are, as we found out when we tried to call Major Ron Buzrow, director of the Haiti Recovery and Development Office for the Salvos. He's on the ground there in Haiti. We caught up with him on his mobile phone. So that sounds like a Texas accent, is it? It's actually Kentucky. Kentucky, I was sort of close. That's right. <laughs> it's in the south. I just heard that the uh, the extreme weather that they're having in Arkansas and um, other oh, places around yeah, um, yeah. pretty uh, pretty wild sort of a summer and winter around the world, isn't it? Oh, it's been unbelievable. And and let me just say, we've had the coldest winter here. Maybe got down into the 60s. I mean, I've talked to people who've lived here all their lives. Is that they've never experienced a winter this this cold. When you're saying here, you're saying Port-au-Prince. In Port-au-Prince, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. What's it looking like today? Not much different, I imagine. The last report I had, less than 5% of the rubble in Port-au-Prince has been removed. Wow. So you still see, you still see buildings. Uh, in the last month, we've seen an, uh, really an increase in, uh, in rubble removal. We've seen actually some construction taking place, some small construction taking place. But uh, it's, um, I mean, it's just this... The, the pace of, of uh, recovery is just extremely, extremely slow. What was the final count of lives lost, do you know? The government has just increased uh, the, uh, the number of dead to 316,000. And what about the final amount of like houses and businesses that were just blown away? Yeah, you're talking, you know, a million and a half homes in and around Port-au-Prince, uh, either damaged or destroyed. Wow. And a million and a half people uh, left homeless. Uh, it was 7.1 earthquake. Uh, you know, just a month later at 8.8 hit Chile with wow. almost no loss of life. Most of the loss of life was related to the tsunami and not the earthquake. Mm. But uh, in Haiti, what happened was that uh, the construction here is so poor that the buildings just crumble. Schools, you know, four and five story schools just pancaked down yeah. and killed hundreds and hundreds of children. I, I talked to a, a young girl just this week who uh, is 12 years old and she is the only child that survived in her class. Wow. A year on, and Port-au-Prince is still like a tent city. You still have, you know, you still have tent cities all over the, all over, uh, you know, these tent encampments. We call them internally displaced persons camps. Uh, the Salvation Army has managed one from from the very beginning. Things that we take for granted, like soap, is like gold in some areas. Um, they had hand washing stations, but they didn't always have soap at those hand washing stations. So right. we gave the committee soap, and so they can they're responsible make sure that there's always soap. The camp that we operate or we've worked with uh, at the height of the disaster March, April of last year probably had 20,000 people living in it. The last informal census that time was down about 13,000 and our best guess is it may even be down from down from that. So people are, you know, finding other places to live. They're 
Many of them are moving back into the countryside, uh, which is certainly being encouraged by the government. The government's strategy for rebuilding Port-au-Prince is to encourage people to move to the country areas. Haiti has about 9 million people living in it, and 3 million of them live in the city of Port-au-Prince. So the, the city of Port-au-Prince, the new, the new Port-au-Prince that, that needs to be rebuilt, certainly needs to be smaller than the old Port-au-Prince. And uh, the government wants that to happen. Everybody wants that to happen. We're certainly, we're certainly encouraging that. And so we're, we're investing resources in enhancing services uh, outside of Port-au-Prince. Um, schools, uh, providing uh, microcredit and uh, income enhancement, uh, vocational training and medical services and drinkable water outside of Port-au-Prince so people uh, won't be tempted to move back into the city. They'll, they'll want to stay in the countryside where they can uh, make a living and educate their children and have access to medical care. Is there a spirit of confidence amongst locals seeing how so much help has come to them after such despair? Uh, there's a lot of frustration. Uh, there's a lot of frustration. Uh, there are a lot of NGOs working in Haiti. Um, I just in this meeting, I was just in with Rotary International. Uh, nobody knows. I've read 5,000, I've read 10,000, I've read 15,000 different NGOs working in Haiti. Unfortunately, some of them showed up just after the earthquake um, trying to access uh, some of the billions of dollars that are, uh, that are you know, being promised from governments around the world. Uh, there are some NGOs that have been here for a long time. The Salvation Army's been here for 60 years. Um, we say to people, look, we're, we'll be here long after the money's gone, long after the earthquake, uh, long after the recovery's finished. So there's a lot of frustration among uh, the Haitian government right now. Uh, there's a lot of uh, frustration among the Haitian people right now, particularly in these groups that uh, uh, have come in and... Uh, you know, bought big cars and are driving around town, but they really not, the Haitian people aren't seeing the kind of uh, uh, results that they feel like they should be. And, and it's not all the NGOs' fault. I mean, you know, the, the Haitian government, I mean, a number of the ministries, uh, the, the, the physical buildings where the Ministry of Finance, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Ministry of Justice, uh, those buildings were all destroyed. The National Palace was destroyed. And yeah. so uh, the, the prime minister's office was destroyed. So they've had to sort of rebuild, and they were a bit dysfunctional before the earthquake. And now they've had to come together. And of course, we had an election, and we had cholera. Haiti is significant because it was the first independent nation in Latin America and the first black-led republic in the world. It's one of the poorest countries in the Americas, if not the poorest. But they love their music. <laughs> Next week, we'll look at what has emerged from the earthquake, a strong sense of forward momentum, and Australian idol Stan Walker reflects on what he saw in Haiti when he went there a couple of weeks after the earthquake last year, and how it impacted his career and his attitude. To contact the Salvos in Haiti direct, if you'd like to support a family over there, just go to salvationarmyhaiti.org.